Yeah, wow. Um, hi, I'm Lisa from Airtime, and guess what? Who I have in front of me? Just gonna you know, we just exchange, exchange a little fist pump. As I've learned, this is what you have to do at the Mozilla Festival. So, Mitch Baker, the one and only. I can't believe it, and we share the same hair color, almost. We do, indeed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we do, but you, you have a. I got a little bit more bangs, lighter. Which I can't <laughs> but tiny, I love. Tiny little forehead. <laughs> but I love like your your style. This is really awesome. Thank you so much for making the time. Um, I just wanted to know, because we were talking about at the science fair about uh, web and broadcasting, um, you know, and since we're here with airtime and, and, and um, radio. Um, so for Mozilla, for you, if you're talking about broadcasting, when you hear that, that word, what triggers that for you? When I hear broadcasting, I think of a single source of origin, sort of a source of the truth or the event or whatever it is that's happening, being transmitted simultaneously to many recipients. Awesome. I, I don't actually think of interactive. I imagine, or I, certainly today, there are some ways of interacting, maybe locally, but the interactive style seems uh, either limited or constructed or secondary to me in when I think of the word broadcast. Um, you're talking about limitations, why? Well, it may be historical, but when I think of broadcast now and interacting with broadcast, I think you're at home, you can text, you can answer a question, you can respond to something. So that is a form of interaction. It, it is a form which is designed by the broadcaster. I'm not saying this is bad, by the way. I'm just saying yeah. that this, this, because I think it is a, an, a, an important part of an ecosystem, and there are times when that's exactly what people want to do. So there's no judgment. I'm not trying to make a judgment and say yeah. it's good or bad, but... When I think of broadcast, I think of the source of the material designing and controlling most to all of the experience. So, so that is the definition for now, but you know, especially since we're like here all together talking about what is next and what's the future, and like we should do, and, and, and as Mark said at the stage this morning, it's like, well, you know, don't, um, uh, uh, don't ask for permissions, just like start changing and, and start now. So. From the definition of broadcasting, what it is now, what should it be and what can it be? Ah, well, first, <laughs> definition. You asked for my impression. Yeah, so yeah, I'm please. Not, I'm not claiming to be the source of truth on the definition of broadcast. But from my perspective, I think that's a really fascinating question because there is research that shows that the broadcast model is highly desirable, desirable to people some of the time. So yep. here at the festival, for example, we're all about making and doing. So get your hands in, like do stuff. And that's exciting, but it's also tiring. By the end of the day sometimes, at least I found yesterday when I went to the last session and it was think of a problem and solve it, I felt like I'm done for the day. Like my problem solving, you know, energy or electrons, 
they need a little recharge. So uh, there may be a time where even the current state of broadcast may be something interesting that is a one-to-many and where the interactive parts of what I'm doing, I'm not actually figuring them out at the time. I'm engaging in an activity that many of us are engaging in in the same way. That, that might remain an important and fun and viable part of an ecosystem. So first of all, I'm not saying that has to change. Uh, but what could change is certainly many more of us can broadcast or could broadcast. Another thing that might change is how we interact. One of the things that, that I found interesting talking to you at the science fair was the concept of a simultaneous shared experience. So one possible development could be to think of what things make sense as simultaneous shared experiences, and that broadcast kind of becomes more being maybe the origin or the distributor or the source point or something for simultaneous shared experiences. And in that case, you might have some set of it that's shared and some set of it that's more personal. And so that'll be interesting to see. Maybe you'll be in the lead on those sorts of things. Well, you know, we are, we are working very much towards to that thing, like just changing the perception of broadcast, and like it, it's just like not a like one to many. It's like you know many to many. It can be, and like technology can help you with that. Um, but there was also something what you've mentioned at the science fair, which I couldn't get out of my head, and I was like, yeah, that's absolutely right. And it was like your comment about because we were talking about hey, uh, um, you know, you can like multi. Um, um, output streams, so you know it's not only web radio; it also goes to the satellite, yes. it also goes to FM. And there was your comment about like, what if you know somebody switches off the web? You know, so like you can't get switched off that easily. You know, when you have like different different channels. Um, yes. So and uh, um, and that was like ringing in my head for the last two days because like of course we we are in a kind of space where we think like you know, okay you know so the the internet is our revolution solution to like everything but at the same time like what um, I'm considering you know uh, thinking about developing countries who don't have like that in, in structure in that environment like how to facilitate information and knowledge transfer there um, so because like we are here in a generation generation is growing up um, which is taking the internet is something given, a standard, and at the moment where you take it away from them, it's like, you know, there's nothing nothing else for them to interact because they're like so tied up to it. Well, also the old systems that we used before the net are gone. Yeah. The system of telephone booths on every corner, you know, and you always had exactly. a or, or phone booths, or, you know, the, the systems that weren't as efficient as the net when it's working, uh, those, those don't exist anymore. But, so there's, you know, the idea of someone turning the network off, there's also a less catastrophic approach of redundancy, multiple channels, which, I, talking with you made me think you're, you're, you're doing a big part of that. And then there's also the question that, you know, we tend to think of broadcast, or that set of radio frequencies, very different than the internet. But when you get into wireless internet, it's not really that clear what, what the network is and where the lines are. Mm -hmm. And increasingly, I think the topology of 
rich networks is a combination of what we think of as spectrum, or, or the cell phone network spectrum, plus what we think of as wireless internet. So, so actually the network is becoming a mixture of all of those things. So maybe what we're talking about doing is at least being able to separate them out. You know, so if the net goes down or the wireless part goes down, you can reach through a different mechanism. And I think redundancy is going to be good on a whole range of, of levels. Yeah. But it's, it's also, isn't it like you, you were mentioning, like, you know, getting rid of telephone booths. So it's like, it's also a little bit scary because, like, there is no fallback system there anymore like when the new system goes down like for instance i was talking that there's something interesting going on in the in the free radio scene in 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 germany so the german government is giving out grants for digitizing radios mm -hmm. um so they're giving them money to spend on web development on getting up into the internet but at the same time they're taking the fm licenses and streams and, and at, um, the FM licenses away from them, oh, so wow. that, so both. so that that's so that is the new and prohibiting yeah. The so old. so that's a different. And I was like, and it was like where, where I was just like, well, you know, isn't that great? Yeah, great. You can go on the internet and everyone can listen to you. And I even was it was like for me as a digital half almost digital native, like yeah, everything is in the internet. And then the radios are like, no, 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 no. But they can shut us down now. They can control us now. So like FM, it's still uh, um, at least in the region we still can have an impact and this is why we're independent and free. A lot of questions, <laughs> a lot of questions on regulation and single points of control which is reassuring in some sense and, and pretty disturbing in others. Well, you know we see this a little bit when the electricity goes. Right? We are totally dependent on the electrical network and I guess everybody has candles and flashlights at home but it doesn't work for very long and uh, certainly the internet will be the same. Right, so, and just as a last question, sorry, I dragged you into, like, this whole broadcasting issue. Yes. <laughs> um, like, Mozilla Festival, four years in a row. Um, this time, like, with what kind of feelings, ideas, and view to the, view, uh, to the future are you going home now? Like, what is your feeling after those two crazy days? Lovely crazy days. Yes. My first feeling is... There's a significant set of people with a hunger to do things. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. you know, sometimes people think the best life is being a couch potato, or the best life is just having enough money to go out and buy anything. Like, just buy, you know, purchase or enjoy. But the MozFests, I think Mozilla in general, and the open source movement, and the open culture, and open journalism, open science, all, all of these, these ideas, make it clear for many people doing something, something that's challenging and rewarding is an important part of life. So there's there's the first the luxury of consumption where it's important to be able to have enough to eat, you know, that to live in a, a safe and comfortable place and be you know, have have warmth and you know, the basics. And then there's also the luxury of creation. Know, like when your core consumptive needs are met to actually be able to do more. I, mean, mm. I think that's part of human, human nature. And, and that, that continues at all levels. So that the people at MozFest, all of us, I would say, who like to consume it at certain times. It's nice to just have the stuff that you like around you or the whatever it is that, that you really enjoy. But clearly everyone here, and I think a good part of 
people, humanity, also get an intense motivation and satisfaction out of actually doing something that feels worthwhile and has impact. And we see from particular the open movement and, and, and Modest as an example, many of us really enjoy doing that in a social setting, in a collaborative setting where we actually want to share what we do. And that has not been the economic mean way of thinking recently. Economically, we've all been you know, trying to, to uh, you know, identify what's mine. You know, intellectual property laws about what's mine and you can't touch. And so we have a, a big driver on that. And so I think MozFest is a, another side of life where we get to exercise it and it's interest and a pleasure in actually sharing, saying, yep, I made it. What can you do with it? Take it. Do something better. Show me what I could have done. Add your stuff. Like, send it out in the world and let's see what other people do. That's a separate, slightly different motivator in life, but you certainly see it on display here. Absolutely. And that's, yeah, thank you very much. Great.